high-flying freshmen, brutal blockers, stuck-up setters, and the friendships we made along the way. We had Casey watch Haikyuu, and we're here to answer the question, was it a kawaii disappointment? Alright everyone, welcome back to Kawaii Disappointment, your weekly journey through the worlds of anime. With you as always is me, your host, producer, Weeb of All Trades, and vice captain of this team as well as your substitute setter, PJ. And it's me, your manager simping Libero, Skylar. And with us as always is our brand new incoming freshman to the world of anime, determined to get a spot on the team, Casey. And I'm the sweet baby Angel who's been volleying balls all morning. <laughs> Well, if all of that was not enough of a hint, this week we are watching Haikyuu, my favorite sports anime, and maybe one of my all-time top 15 overall. I mean, that's a pretty good ranking. I mean, I thought you'd give it like top five or something major, but 15 is an interesting choice. I haven't watched the most recent season. That's the only reason I can't put it yeah. that high. I respect you for that, PJ. You know what's a really good anime you guys should check out? It's this cute little Irish anime called Dairy Girls. Fantastic. Highly All right, recommend. Casey. So <laughs> I'm going to ignore that you said that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's but, real class. Um, Casey's been obsessed with Dairy Girls, and we're not going to talk about it because I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But did I get you guys at least hooked into watching it a little bit? No. Maybe. All right, I'm taking that as a Ooh. win. PJ said maybe. All right, Casey, it's a weird one, but based on the name alone, what do you think this anime is going to be about? I merely thought this was going to be like a behind the music for um, Haku, the you know from the uh, it's a perfect day. That's Haku. Nothing standing. Same difference. No, it's not. It's it's her. That's also her. Any version of that name, it's her. She's going to take credit for it. She ain't got like- nothing going on. She'll take that. You know what? Can I just say real quick also? You know what? I really wish that um, Elle Woods and Vivian would have ended up together because this is such a, I mean, just so, we're so pro-lesbian in this podcast, but I really, really wanted um, Elle Woods and Vivian to end up together. And also, Jennifer Coolidge deserves like the National Medal of Freedom. I just want to say that too. I feel like that second part is maybe a bit of an exaggeration, but the first part I agree with. I was going to say, that there's a lot of sexual tension there that I really was into. Jennifer Coolidge is such a gem. It makes me want a hot dog real bad. But also, Casey. <laughs> She's so good. Canceled for being so mean to Hoku. Oh, no. Yeah. Ho- you know, if Hoku's out there, I hope she has a perfect day today. Uh, <laughs> all right. So that was a prediction, Casey. But uh, maybe with the added context of the poster, you'll be able to redeem yourself honestly i like that prediction the prediction that this will be a behind the music about hoku <laughs> that's what you like i like it i'd watch an anime about that no <laughs> no you wouldn't what if she has a really dark past i'm interested skylar i guess we're gonna have to pitch that one too so judgmental <laughs> okay so what i think this is gonna be about is I thought, like, this is going to be, like, a male version of Bring It On, like, based on the photo. Maybe, like, this ginger-haired kid in the front, he's, like, the new, young, like, he came from another school to this school, and he had a tryout, but, like, the other brooding-looking kid, who I suspect might be a love interest in the future, like, he is, um, honestly, this is not a cheerocracy, kind of that same vibe from Bring It On. (laughs) And he's got to, like, let him on the team. And then he has to, like, the ginger-haired kid's going to show him what it's all about. And, like, he's going to take him to the regionals or whatever it is. I mean, you're kind of right in a lot of ways. Exactly. So you did redeem yourself. Good good for you, Casey. <laughs> you know what? You know, fun fact. Did you know that ginger-haired kid is probably played by Kirsten Dunst? <laughs> I would stop watching the that, anime. That dark-haired guy played by Elijah Dushku. <laughs> 
Oh, the Eliza Dushku. She, she finally made it on the podcast. Congratulations, Elijah Dushku. You are amazing. Are you saying Elijah Dushku? Yeah, like I, Elijah Wood. I know. I say it really weird, don't I? It's Eliza. Yeah. I just, I don't know why I want to say Elijah, but it is Eliza. I don't know why I do say that. <laughs> it's Elijah Wood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh, oh okay. Um, sorry. Everyone's favorite brunette bombshell, Elijah Wood. <laughs> okay. First of all, he is a brunette bombshell. Second of all. Honestly, kind of. I made the joke, but then I believed it. <laughs> Eliza, listen, let me just say this. Eliza Dushku could play Frodo, but Elijah Wood could never play Faith. Let's just get that straight. I don't think that's true. Mm, I think he I would. Don't know. I saw him in that Lonely seen... Island music video. <laughs> I was mm. going to say, have you seen any of his horror movies? Yeah. All right. Dirk well, Gently, too. He's really good. I am posing a challenge to Elijah Wood to play every Eliza Dushku role. There you go. And reverse as well. I, I would uh, love to see it. wait to see him in the new guy. Anyways, Casey, do you know <laughs> that the redhead in front is actually Emma from The Promised Neverland? That's what happens uh, when it, she grows up and escapes the farm. They look oh, the same. Oh, we actually did reference this anime on this podcast before. You're right, Skylar. Exactly. Because when we watched The Promised Neverland, I compared the three main characters from that anime to three of the characters on this very poster. Well, actually, no, no one of them is on like, this poster. I was like, in this poster. Kuro is not on this poster. So, speaking of the characters on the poster, Casey, why don't you... So, there's plenty of characters on this poster. It's obviously a full team, but I obviously don't need 10-page descriptions on each of them. Just give me your main thoughts on the clearly, like, center-pointed two, but I also want to hear a little bit about the rest of them. Yeah, absolutely. So, why don't we kind of start from clockwise, as clockwise as we can from center so tell me about this orange haired character yeah so this orange haired character like i said i think he came from another school and he's got to prove himself and like he's just trying to fit in on this new team i suspect now like yuri on ice i am going to say the same thing in this prediction that i did then which is like i'm going to be so devastated if there is not like some romance between him and that other main character, I'm prepared for myself to be disappointed. Let me just throw that out there. But I really feel like we're 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 going all the way gay here, like all the way May, you know, like um I don't usually like to spoil these things for you, Casey. But honestly, I will say there's almost no romance between the main characters, like at all. Like they're not into any of the girls either. Like it's very ambiguous. So you might be right, you might be wrong, but it's like not touched on at all. Maybe maybe they're asexual. Totally possible. Honestly, I think he he's might just be with... into the sport yeah, more think... than he is into any person. <laughs> he's in love with the court. He's in love with the court. Hardwood floors do it for him. Yeah. I mean. Uh, you could be asexual and not be aromantic. This is true. You know what? Finally, you know, we, we haven't done too much asexual representation on this podcast, but let's start that today. Headcanon. Um, <laughs> so let's rapid fire through the rest of this cast. Um, so tell me about this black haired character with a blonde streak in his hair. Oh, yeah. You know, like he seems like the character that's like grumpy. Like, you know, there's always that like angry one. Like, we know that like short one that's from Mulan or like there's just always that like tough, short, angry character like or anger from inside out. You know, you know what? Like that's the, the trope here. You yeah. know what I mean? I get that's it. That's what yeah. I suspect with him. The blonde one leaping with glasses. How is that one not gay? Listen, not to be stereotypical, you know what I will say about this one? And this is this is inappropriate for me to say, and I hope I don't get canceled for this. Let's just say they're all wearing athletic attire. He's the only one that you can kind of make out genitalia from. And that, that's something I've noticed. <laughs> so he's got BDE. He, he's he's the only he's got just got a D. I don't even tell about the other ones. Oh my gosh. The buzz cut one? 
The buzz cut one? Oh, he scares me. Do you know those guys that are like real intense? He looks like he has like no eyelid, upper eyelid kind of. Like it's just, he's all eye, no lid. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's super intense. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on towards the right, uh, the one in the back holding the volleyball. I feel like, you know, there's always that tall, friendly character. Also similar to Mulan. Um, but also like kind of like Mikey from Recess Vibes. Like he's just big, but he's like, he's a gentle giant. That's what I feel like with him. Uh, the one on the top right reaching for a volleyball. I feel like he's got like an anxiety disorder. His eyes to me look a little strange. Like I said, I feel like he's got a lot of fear and he's just like, oh my gosh, like I have to be on this volleyball team. Otherwise, like my mom's gonna be mad at me and like, I, like I'm gonna have to get straight A's and like, oh God, he's just like so, so much stress. Like, I feel like that's what's happening with him. Uh, the one with gray hair arching back for a hit. See, you think he's arching back for a hit. He's just showing off. <laughs> I, like I said, I think he probably secretly is just on the team to make friends. Like, he really doesn't care about volleyball a whole bunch, but he's just there. Like, he's the fun, friendly sidekick character that everybody loves. He's the Rosie O'Donnell, a la a League of Their Own character. Like, it's the fun one. He's the Norman from The Promised Neverland. Uh, that too. The one with the goatee and ponytail. He is, like, mad that the new kid showed up, and he's like, that was my spot. I was supposed to be, you know, Spiker or whatever. I can't remember volleyball positions or whatever. He's like, I was supposed to be the captain. I was supposed to do this. Like, there's, he's he's definitely, in my opinion, probably the villain or like someone who's like the competition. There's some sabotage happening there. So finally, let's end with our clearly secondary main character, this brutish black haired one. Like I said, he's the team captain and he's like, listen, if you want to be on my team, you're gonna have to show me something. Like I said, it's Kirsten Dunst in bring it on you know he's the captain laying on the new ingenue and like he's gonna become a friend like over time at first it's gonna be really awkward with them but it's gonna they're gonna grow together over time all right well i love those predictions you've got a lot of the energy right on at least like half of the characters and on the general plot overall and i'm excited to see what you think about this anime i think that's all i've got to say about it so let's uh take a quick break watch episodes one and two and we'll be right back so stay tuned everyone This weekend, tune into the highly anticipated Miyagi Prefecture High School Volleyball Tournament. Watch as Prefecture favorites go head-to-head to see who will compete in the All Japan Tournament. Will it be the Iron Wall of Date Tech stopping the other teams from progressing, or will the Eagles of Shura Torizawa soar past the competition to new heights? Can the wingless crows of Karasuno finally learn to fly again, or will the Green Knights of Alba Josai defend their titles? Oh, also, Ogumanami, Jojenzi, and Wakutani are there. Who knows? Maybe they'll do something. The excitement begins soon, so buy your tickets to see these seven teams compete. Wait, there's nine teams? Kakugawa and Tokunami? Were they even in the anime? No? They were only in the manga for a brief moment? Then why are we even... Okay, fine. Watch as these nine teams, apparently, compete to represent us on the national stage. Nine enter, four matter, one will win. The Miyagi Prefecture Finals. You won't want to miss it this Sunday on NSPE, where weebs meet sports. All right, we're back, and we had Casey watch episodes one and two of Haikyuu. Casey, what did you think? You know, it was good, actually. Um, You know, I um was, like, raised on, because of my mom's macho energy, um, <laughs> she, I was raised on, like, feel-good sports 
shows. And I feel like it has that same kind of energy, especially by the time I get to like the end of the second episode. I kind of felt that way. So this is this is good. This is very up my alley. Very it makes me feel very nostalgic. I like that. For sure, for sure. I love that. And a note for our listeners, we did have Casey watch the English dub of the anime. Because honestly, I think it is one of the better English dubs out there. And I just really love their casting. And I think everyone does a phenomenal job in it. Especially for Tanaka. I love Tanaka's voice actor. But let's not get too into it. Let's kind of go through some housekeeping before we go forward. So Haikyuu was written by Haruichi Furudate and was published by Shueisha in Weekly Shonen Jump from February 2012 to July 2020 when it finished its run. I am fully caught up on this manga and boy oh boy was it amazing. I loved every second of it, even that prologue. Um, The anime was directed by Susuma Mitsunaka and Masako Saito from different periods from April 2014 to present and was produced by Studio IG with a fourth season, as we mentioned, ending just over a week ago and season five hopefully coming towards us at the end of this year. Funnily enough, as, like after I finished watching these two episodes, um, I texted the gen- I was texting the gentleman that I'm seeing currently, and he actually like was raving about this because he's also in the middle of watching this exact anime, coincidentally. So, um, heck yeah, he's like, he's like, oh, I love this one. I'm like, God, there's so many weebs around me. But and uh, but uh, that's not that was my. I first just like thought. the idea of Casey like hating it, and then like he gets that text, and he's like, "Love Haikyuu." <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, oh, babe, it's the best. My favorite. Did I say I like hated it? No, <laughs> no. I'll reveal, actually, like I said, if you know me, I feel like you will know already what I'm going to feel about this anime just based on my background. I'm super excited to get into yeah. this. And I, one thing you said already perfect about like before you kind of watch this anime, PJ, you really do have to understand the tone and kind of what the, you have to really understand the genre of what they're going for here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's yeah, good sports stuff. anime Let's are definitely it. a world of their own. When it comes to sports, sports anime it's usually hit or miss for me but this is definitely one that i love guess they never miss huh (laughs) without further ado skylar why don't you take us away with episode one so we start with hinata standing on an empty court there's a tall wall of blockers looming over him and he wonders what the view is on the other side he knows that he can't do anything on his own but he's not alone he could see the view his teammates yeah i like this it's like obviously like a preview of what's to come in the future which is a neat little stinger right at the top of the episode yeah i feel like this is also like a very classic part of not like obviously i obviously don't watch a lot of sports anime but just sports entertainment sports films in general yeah yeah i think what connects me to this have you seen the classic disney films the mighty ducks Yes. yes okay so every mighty ducks film starts out with like it's you know, Emilio Estevez as a child. Emilio! Emilio Estevez as a child, you know, before he's a coach later on. Coach Gordon Bombay. He, like, him, it's him as a child, like, reliving, like, him on the rink. And, um, like, that's how they start every single movie. It's always, like, a flashback to that. It's, like I said, it's all in that same trope. This is, like, a very important mm-hmm. part of it. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. Then we're taken to a flashback where Hinata is riding his bike. Hinata stops by an electronics store and watches a volleyball game on TV. So Casey, this is actually really important to the like, you know, the anime as a whole. But I, I feel like it's a trope you definitely understand from like sports movies. Yes. Because this is where he sees like Karasuna, which is the school he eventually goes to. But specifically, it's when they have like their f- world famous ace, the little giant, as they call him, because he's like tiny, but he's able to like successfully be their ace which is very rare in volleyball um and it just really inspires hinata which i feel like i've seen that scene in a million sports movies 
Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's always like the young ingenue who likes it gets inspired by seeing something and they're like, I'm going to go for that exact team and be exactly part of that. And so, yeah, correct. It's it's all part of the uh, the trope. Mm hmm. Hinata overhears bystanders point out that Karasuno is only a town over. He's so impressed and he makes that his goal. Three years later, we see Hinata in his very first volleyball tournament. Now, this is like the first scene that we saw. We're back in the present. And he's so excited. He's like ready to go. He's ready to. And, you know, all of his teammates are very like, calm down, Hinata. And he's, you know, he's too hyper to even hear them be annoying. But he's so stoked to be there. And he's thanking them profusely for being there. And like, it seems a little weird, but then we find out why. Hinata is confident that they'll win, but his teammates are skeptical. For good reason. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's his first tournament and like, first, and yeah. remind me again, like, how come he had to wait so long to be in the tournament? Because uh, they have the whole flashback scene right after this, Casey. Where, oh, that's right. You know, you see him, you see him going through and getting everyone, right? So like at first he tries to join the volleyball club right when he joins middle school and no one's willing to, no one else is joining. So he basically has to practice by himself and slowly that's but right. surely, like through his determination and perseverance, he inspires the other people to join but like they're kind of just joining as a favor to him like yeah i remember that's right that's right well yeah like i said they should they should be very skeptical about losing (laughs) hinata soon realizes that their opponent who's kitagawa is a powerhouse school with members twice his size despite this his desire to win doesn't falter. He does get very nervous and he has to go to the bathroom. And this is important <laughs> because he overhears the Kitagawa school like basically talking crap about them. And he's like hunched over holding his stomach, you know, yelling at them. This is actually pretty important. Not only is this like a common trope for Hinata confronting people on the way to the bathroom. You know, it just shows like he's really protective of his reputation. He's going to defend his friends who volunteered to be here. This is when we have Kageyama, the king of the court, come out and he's he starts to scold his teammates. He's like, hey, you have no business talking, you know, crap talking towards him. Like you guys are barely like second string. So and it's just like, yeah, thanks, Kageyama. And, but then immediately he's like, like uh, don't think me, you're a loser. <laughs> you're yeah. losers, that doesn't mean you're not. <laughs> There's no friends uh, here on the court. And during this whole conversation, Hinata is doing the whole, I'm not tall, but I can jump bit, like which you'll hear a billion times. And that he does plan to win. And Kageyama's like, all right, then do it. <laughs> Prove it. Mm-hmm. Show me. And then they're doing the warm-ups. And his teammates are talking such, like, nice things about Hinata. And it's so heartwarming. And it's so cute. Whereas on the other side, we see Kageyama just screaming at his teammates, insulting the spikers for being too slow. And and his coach has to step in and be like, hey, you need to calm down. Like, it's not always about speed. Mm-hmm. And then when you yeah. also, I mean, and like not to jump back to the flashback, but this is kind of where you start getting the flashback of like why these people are even playing with him. Yeah. And you really do get to see Hinata win them over from being like, oh, volleyball. That's pretty weird, Hinata, to like eventually being like, you know what? Like I might be a basketball player, a soccer player, whatever, but like 
like I'll play volleyball with you because it clearly matters to you. I feel the same kind of victory every time that I get you guys to watch anything pro wrestling. That is my volleyball friends. You swear, like I haven't been watching wrestling my entire life. I have too much shame. I don't watch so like enough wrestling i will say skylar you don't watch wrestling not not as much anymore when i was living with my parents i watched like straw and ecw all the time yeah but i hate smackdown still do wow Smackdown's always better than raw wow that's great we love smackdown especially raw- like smackdown when like Heyman was in charge that's when you had like eddie over there you had ray over there oh it was Smackdown. that was a, that was a show to be on mm, yeah smack smackdown was like the underdogs but i love them all okay so back in the present we see his friend tossed to hinata but his aim is completely off hinata quickly runs to the ball and jumps incredibly high shocking kageyama and the rest of the team unfortunately hinata's spike gets blocked it sucks because he's just like yeah i could jump so high i'll jump past the wall the wall of blockers and then like he just gets shut down it was his first time playing against like a real team yeah and he's just not ready for them to be good yeah right. this is just like in mighty ducks 2 when team usa ducks were fighting iceland and then rusted his knuckle puck at the goalie and the goalie caught it everyone was shook it's just like that <laughs> it's literally exactly that <laughs> And so we see, like, Hinata's team actually is getting points, but you find out that the reason why they have those points is because the Kitagawa school is making, is like, um, well, they're all, yeah, they're all, they're making mistakes and, yeah, getting penalties, but they have, like, an overwhelming, like, higher score than them. Well, they're one point from victory. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, at this moment, okay, you know, when, like, Kageyama is, like, yelling at his teammates. He's like, mm-hmm. get it together. Oh, and he's like just going off on them, like telling them what to do or whatever. And I, not going to lie, I did think to myself, I'm like, I can't say that if I were in a similar situation that I would, you know, not use the same amount of um, coaching techniques, one would say, you know, uh, what, what what's a little light scream between the team captain and the teammates, you know? <laughs> Right. And like they they're all very like but we're like literally about 19 to points ahead. Why do you care? And he's like because you have to try the entire time. What do you what is wrong with you guys? Yeah. yeah. And we kind of obviously get like a parallel of that with Hinata because his team's like why are you trying so hard? We're clearly going to lose and he's like what are you talking about? The game's literally not over yet. Like he and he gets that like bird eye thing that happens every time he's serious when he like hyper focuses on something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what? I've said the same thing in several rounds of the game of life and Uno recently. This game's not mm. over yet, especially Uno when it's like <laughs> going to be. I know it's going to be three more hours. <laughs> this game's never going to be over. <laughs> so Hinata, he just keeps like, oh, he's just such a good sport. He keeps thanking his teammates for everything, but he's like shouldering everything like very similar to Kageyama, but he's doing it in a more positive way. But it's also kind of making his team feel bad. Well, yeah, they're two sides of the same coin. They're both taking on the weight of the team. Uh, but Kageyama, you know, treats his team like they don't know what they're doing. And Hinata forgives them for not knowing what they're doing. And both are wrong approaches to leadership. Right. And then we get like that internal monologue as they're still duking out how um, Hinata sees Kageyama as the king of the court. So all he has to do is beat him. And that that becomes like his longest goal. 
And one of the spikes we see, the setter on Hinata's team, like, misses it. And it goes backwards. And everyone's like, oh, it's going to be out. And this is when we see Hinata's full speed and, like, full jump. And everyone is shook. And, yeah, he he gets a pass. I thought that was when, like, when it, when it hit backwards, that's when he crashed. Well, well yeah, I mean, after. Yeah, uh-huh. but he got it through, like, after he hit the hit it over the net. Casey's like, I blacked out for like 20 seconds there. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, because the, the part you're supposed to focus on is his speed, everyone else going like, no, there's no possible way he can move that fast. Like, his reflexes are insane. And then, yeah, we see him tumble out because he has no control. That's the problem with Hinata is he can't control the ball, but he has speed and he could jump high. I, I will say, I know I was supposed to focus on that, but when he tumbled backwards and with his legs were over his head, I was like, damn, bussy out on the floor. That is embarrassing. (laughs) That's my nightmare situation. I mean, that's just very common in volleyball. Like, the goal in volleyball is literally don't ever let a ball get out. You don't, there's no point on a field where it's too far off the field for you to catch it. As long as it hasn't landed on the ground. If you watch professional volleyball, it's constantly people falling, tripping, running into walls. Like, that's the whole game. I thought you were going to say, this is the number one rule of volleyball. Don't expose your bussy on the court. (laughs) No, I hated that joke and I was trying to ignore it. (laughs) Nope. Lean in. It's 2021. I was going to say, he might just cut it out. (laughs) No. 2021, year of the Uh, bussy. Basically, yeah, he hits it out. The game is over. They've lost. And it's it's really sad because he, he's sad. It's his first tournament. His friends are, they knew they were going to lose, but they still feel devastated on behalf of Hinata. And I think well, that's like, so cute. I mean, he had his like best moment again, like as he's flying, like they have that really like, you know, they change the art style up to really just show how intense his movement is. And it's, yeah. it's clearly like such a powerful moment. It literally impresses everyone everyone on the court including and... three Karasano high school teammates that were standing in the out in the bleachers yeah i feel like they were more impressed by kageyama well yeah but they were still impressed by that yeah speed. no yeah for sure they're 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 super impressed by this and but yeah obviously he crashes it's it's all sad and they again two sides of the same coin they're both too focused on what just happened to line up and they're both of their teams are like can you get in line please <laughs> Yeah, Yeah. like, hurry up, people, right? As they're leaving and stuff, we see Hinata go to the top of the stairs and yell down to Kageyama that he will win and that uh, he officially sees him as his rival Uh, because he's just like, all right, yeah, let's do it. Get good. Yeah, no, for sure. It's very like, well, if you want to be my rival, you actually have to get good. So do that. You know, if you want to be my my rival, rival. you have to get with my friends. That's right. (laughs) I was just gonna say. And then, say. like, Hirata's like crying. Oh, it's so cute and like kind of sad. Oh my gosh. Have you guys ever cried when you've lost something? Of course. I've never. I'm not that competitive. I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm the worst here, you guys. I am the worst. The worst. But also, Casey's apparently, like... quick to quit as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a. I, I have many, many gifts <laughs> quitting, being a hypocrite, competitive nature. <laughs> We're all very competitive, and it's so funny whenever we're playing like board oh, games yeah. or anything together because like it gets so heated so fast. <laughs> and whoever whoever is winning at the time acts like it's no big deal, and it's the funniest thing. And then everyone else is like 
on like deadlock team up against this person until there's a new lead right i feel like the energy that we harness during board game nights is very kaguya sama love is war where's the monopoly (laughs) anime everybody where's the monopoly (laughs) anime where's the game of life anime i'm ready for that I want to see like high score girl, but it's just board games. Oh God. <laughs> if that exists, tweet at me. Oh my God. I was going to say like, there should be like a Scott Pilgrim version of like just board, but board games instead of video games. I don't know. Well, it's like when Kaguya is like thinking towards Chica, just like, I won't lift a finger to save you if your life is ever in danger. You're a leech. That's basically us to each other during board <laughs> oh, games. Oh yeah. During yeah. board games, it's like, all right, guess we're not friends anymore <laughs> right <Just> like, wow <laughs> it's like we'll be friends after this game it's all it's very toxic but it's contained toxicity you know yeah right it's kind of like we know what we signed up for but we just feel bad i'd feel bad for anybody else who didn't understand what they were in for in that moment oh yeah <laughs> Towards the end of the episode, we see Hinata finally graduates. We see a wonderful, beautiful montage of him training with the girls' volleyball team and like an older college. And so we see all of this. We see him graduate and then he runs to the... um, Real quick, shout out to that big butch lesbian that uh, was <laughs> yep. applauding him for being good at volleyball. <laughs> this is a pro-lesbian podcast, and we celebrate her. I love that um, Rocky montage. Like, I was waiting for yeah. them to oh, be like, for dun, sure. dun. Like, you know that little rather Rocky music in the background? Yeah. Like, yeah. Really, really... It was, but it was a super solid training montage, you know, doing all these things to, like, get better. When we were watching it, you made the point that this is very similar to the first two episodes of both My Hero Academia and Demon slayer mm-hmm. oh excellent comparison all that setups like six months or whatever right so we see hinata run towards the cross no gym and he's so excited but as soon as he enters he sees kageyama there and then the episode ends yeah no uh they kind of have that like immediate realization of like you're here too and then that's when the ball hits kageyama in the head and the last line of the episode is just ow <laughs> Right. Oh my gosh. Uh, Casey, what did you think of episode one? You know, at, at this point in me watching, I would say I had a different maybe expectation or maybe just maybe it's just because what we've been watching recently. I guess I was thinking like, and even though beforehand you told me there's no real romance in this or whatever, I'm like, what is like, is this going to be like some sort of like romance thing somewhere? Like what's happening? I thought it was going to be like some Yuri on ice. <laughs> Remember all those times where PG was like, There's absolutely no romance. I love that you still stuck to your guns and went, I wonder if there's going to be a romance. (laughs) You know what? (laughs) Himbo moment number one of this year. (laughs) No, um, (laughs) no. Not himbo moment. Just complete denial. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that too. I will say that, well, I think Kageyama and Hinata honestly care more about the sport than they ever will about a person, I ship Hinata and Kageyama because I don't think anyone understands the other's mindset yeah. other, other than each other. So I do believe they're too five. dumb to be in love. Too, too dumb to be in love. God, they're idiots. Yeah, so they, se- they seem really dumb. But like, this is probably more, instead of like Yuri on Ice Energy, this is more like, Yugi Seto Kaiba energy from Yu-Gi-Oh. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yes. I mean, and I ship Yugi and Seto Kaiba, so. Oh, my and God. Ooh, good idea. Gary PJ. and Ash as well. Ship Gary and Ash. Y- I just, Yugi I and love Ka- a good rivalry hookup. Yeah. <laughs> we want that hate sex happening. No, um, 
Like, yeah. I will say, though, <laughs> on that note, Yu-Gi-Oh! said Okaiba, way cuter couple than Ash and Gary. Just saying. Way oh, yeah, cuter. definitely. Seto Kaiba, all those latches on his jacket? Why Ooh. does he need all those buckles? What are you buckling, Seto Kaiba? They're yeah. never buckled. To Ooh, have I, fun. I want that dark magician, blue eyes, white dragon mashup. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> uh, let's jump into episode two, Sky. Okay, so we're back in the cross no gym, right? <laughs> okay, everyone, let me paint the picture for you. <laughs> we're there. Cross no gym. Kageyama, Hinata. So um, Kageyama is sitting there remembering Hinata, thinking about like, oh yeah, he's super fast, like he's a crazy jumper. And he's like, you probably don't remember me. And Kageyama is like, no, like straight up, I do remember you. He's like, you stole that point (laughs) from me last year. I remember you stealing that point. Oh yeah, that was like a huge thing. His team is like, calm down. He's like, he stole it from us. I mean, I think it's, I think he's just yelling at his team because there, he's like, literally, there's no reason that should have been a point. You could have caught it. Right. Like, you guys suck. And obviously, that's that's his journey that he needs to go on is not not yelling at them for that. That's me. Anytime you guys put down a draw for an Uno. You stole that from me. <laughs> no, that's that's PJ. Anytime I call him out for not anyone saying Uno. Uno's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. Anytime anyone Uno's me after I've Uno'd, I'm always like. Oh. Before you, so know. you've chosen death. Got it. Lit. <laughs> he just like you woke you... up and you chose violence. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's so funny because like it is. It's like so in the moment intensity. Because like when I think about it after the fact, like I'm never mad, right? Like I'm never right. like, oh my god, I'm still so pissed at Casey or whatever. And it's so weird because like even when I think back on it, I'm like, well, that's a little bit of an overreaction, don't you think? <laughs> but like in the moment, I'm like, so you've chosen the ultimate betrayal. <laughs> our friendship, our bond. I thought it was stronger than this, but here is where it ends. <laughs> right. No one ever That's played the us. game medium with PJ. <laughs> but it's it's truly is all of us. We are all terrible. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but like, like, can you imagine if we like befriend another anime podcast and we do like a like a you know like sometimes like they do like with like a baseball team game moment or whatever, like, or just any game with any other podcast and like they try to play with us. Bad news for them. <laughs> There we go. They're not cousins podcasts. We Formal challenge invitation. you to game After night. we've just talked about how toxic we are board games, uh, <laughs> we could do uh, Zoom board games. We challenge you. You have been challenged. The gauntlet has been laid at your feet. Now rise <laughs> or perish. Did that invitation <laughs> totally not turn them off? From t- <laughs> oh. oh, gosh. So this whole time, Hanato's like, I'm going to be the best spiker, blah, blah, blah. And Kageyama is just being Kageyama and also being antagonistic. And they're just both like annoying towards each other. And the whole time we see three of the upperclassmen come in. We have Daichi, the captain. We have Tanaka and we have Sugawara. Vice captain. Uh, and I love this whole interaction because they come in and they're just talking to Kageyama and Hinata's just kind of like hermit crabbing around them is the best way I can word it because he's just kind of like skulking and like he's just like comparing their heights and walking all around them and then he's like wait I'm also here I'm also here and they're like oh yeah so you are shorty but they're also like hey you're the you're the small agile kid with the good reflexes 
And then Hinata's like, I want to be the ace. And Tanaka is just like, you got cojones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I knew he was going to be intense. <laughs> he is like the funniest character, though. He makes me laugh so hard. He's just ridiculous. And I love him. He reminds me, uh, unrelated note, but his voice actor and the way he plays him feels like it should be like a Jason Mansukas role. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. totally. <laughs> like, if you told me that he voiced, which he obviously didn't, Jason Manzukas has, like, a completely different voice, but they have the same energy. Oh, God. Sorry. Anyways, moving on. So Daichi, the captain, he's trying to get, like, just any word in edgewise, and they're arguing the whole time, just not paying anyone else attention. And he's trying to be so chill and diplomatic, and he's just getting madder and madder. But, like, they just don't let up, and that's when we see the vice principal come in. And he even makes a comment about how Daichi, like, doesn't have any respect from literally the freshmen. Which, for you, Casey, in, like, Japanese culture, your upperclassmen, like are supposed to be respected. Yeah, you have to have, you have to be so respectful. Japanese high schools are bizarre. Like, I, that's what I've also learned from all these animes. We watch so many and like additional levels of class that I feel like are unnecessary, but that's just, that's who they are and I celebrate them. Oh, like how they have uh like, class a class b because like class a has better grades than class b even though they're in the same grade mm-hmm. school a school like class presidents and their club activities i was thinking of uh, yeah kaguya-sama love love uh is war just like how like the student council is all that and like i'm just like who cares but like i it's a different thing over the there. japanese I do i know they do but they do so many other things so well like People don't even bother like with their them school system i know but but you know what? They're probably making the most the of the American experience. So good for them. American school system has failed us. Oh, True. yeah. I mean, at least they're coming out smart, unlike us dummies yeah. who have, like, the entire South to thank for a lot of things. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> During this time, Hinata and Kageyama challenge each other, and they they start doing, like, a weird duel. When he, and Kageyama has his own, like, intensely drawn jump spike. Yes, and so that's like his new learned move. And, and Hinata's like, the lesbians never taught me that one. I know, right? <laughs> Gosh, shout out to lesbians. I, we, You have really made this episode. By the way, I love like the action shots that they've drawn for when they're spiking the volleyball or serving. Um, It's just really exciting. I just love that, ooh, that intensity. It's so fun. Right. Yeah, no, it's super cool. I love it. it. It really gives it that power behind it, right? It shows you like, this is different, right? This isn't what yes. you've been seeing. That's exactly what I was thinking. This isn't yeah. your dad's volleyball. This is wee volleyball. <laughs> wee ball doesn't come in a jar. We see Kageyama hit like this fast spike and Hinata rushes over and everyone is like surprised and shocked like that he was able to get there so fast. But in true Hinata fashion, he has no control. He saves it, but it bounces off his arms into his face and hits the vice principal, knocking off his toupee. Which lands on Daichi. Oh my god. I laughed so hard. It, it's so funny. It was so funny. I've literally also done that same move where I've tried to like receive get the ball like playing volleyball and I've totally hit myself in the face. So hashtag relatable. Yeah, hashtag relatable. And God, I am like I love, love, love Hinata and Kageyama, but man, they are such dang dummies, especially this early on in the series. 
Because they do get better. Even after this, and like Daichi's freaking out, and all the other upperclassmen are freaking out, they just still don't stop fighting. Oh yeah. my. The, oh. Vice Prin- the vice principal also. Like, what, one tiny other thing that made me laugh. Like, he had just a really weird cadence about him. And like, when he walked in, he was like, are you boys fighting in here? <laughs> like, that made me laugh. <laughs> I literally wrote down that line. And I, <laughs> I was just like, said, thinking of like, kind of like Poison Ivy from Batman and Robin being like, are you boys fighting in here? You boys fighting over little old me? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say when you hear us fighting, you could come like into the room and be like, "Are you boys fighting in here?" <laughs> <laughs> we see Daichi, and he explains that the vice principal isn't gonna take any actions, but they're sworn to secrecy. <laughs> I actually do love how when they knock off the toupee, Kageyama's like, "It was a toupee," and Hina's like, "Yeah, couldn't you tell?" <laughs> seriously (laughs) like they have they're like so volleyball focused that they have forgotten how social skills work yeah constantly oh my god so yeah kageyama and hinata are still fighting and this is when daichi finally explodes and tells them to shut up and then he explains to them that they can't be on the team if they're not going to be teammates so until they learn how to work together I love, I love before he does that, he, he has this like little speech about like how much volleyball matters to him and how like dead serious he is about finally reaching nationals. Yes. Right. Because n- he's never mean about it. He's like, he's just, he's a really good team captain. And I really appreciate it. Yes. Him throughout this entire thing. But like, I love that the thing that inspired him was the same thing that inspired Hinata. Kageyama even points out that like, they're not even that great of a team anymore. And he's like, yeah, they call them the flightless crows. Daichi is super, super hot. I'm super attracted to his just like his energy. His voice actor is so hot. Like has such a hot voice. Hot yeah. voice. Capital H hot. Like it's literally so believable. Like so good. When when he's telling the backs, just on that note also, when we're talking about the like, it's very, um, <laughs> it's very Matthew Morrison in Glee, like New Directions energy. <laughs> it is actually <laughs> the same exact uh-huh. story. If whether you guys want to admit it or not, that is the basically the. It's process. the same story. It's the it's Glee. But F you, Matthew Morrison. <laughs> Matthew Morrison, get off of our podcast. No one invited you on this podcast. Please leave. No legacy. Stop ruining the Grinch. Twenty twenty one. And stop doing the bad things you do. We all know about it. Why the Joker? Why was that your inspiration? That shouldn't have been your inspiration. Why did he play the Grinch? No one asked for him. Shout out to teen scientists on TikTok for exposing me to the dark side of Matthew Morrison's life. (laughs) Matthew Morrison, you've got to go. But you know what? Hillary Duff, you come right on in. (laughs) So even locked out of the gym, they're still fighting. Like, that's just all that they're doing and they're like blaming each other my favorite thing is when kageyama literally like pushes hinata on the ground he's like i promise we'll stop fighting if you let us back in (laughs) already done and then we see daichi open the door slowly and he has like the most terrifying stoic look on his face and he's like can you promise that there's just a huge pause from kageyama kageyama and like after he pushes hinata on the ground like that does not remind you guys of like you guys have siblings like your childhood i know like my sister has full-on like as a kid punched me in the arm right after we were told to stop fighting and she's like i'm done fighting now like (laughs) you know like (laughs) yeah no that is super sibling energy fun fact (laughs) as in aka traumatic trauma i knew it might be too dark for the podcast (laughs) 
I was part of a little kid fight club with my siblings. <laughs> oh. Not by their own volition, mind you. Uh, by one emotionally and physically abusive step-parent, no longer in anyone's life, who decided that the children should just uh, brawl it out. Mm. They placed bets. You know what, Skylar? You did commit the number one uh, with the fight club. You know, you're not supposed to talk about fight club. And now we're all well, talking Casey, about fight club. you've now... I know. You're allowed to talk about Fight Club if you did not want to be in Fight Club. <laughs> Interesting. That's that's uh, the part Brad Pitt never talked about. Heartbreaking, and I feel so bad that you had to go through that. It's funny now. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> like it is hard to get like two people who hate each other to like work together on the same team. I think anybody who like as a leader sees that. But you know what? In ancient Greek times, uh, what they used to do is they used to make their male soldiers have sex with each other to uh, build bonds with each other so they would protect each other at the war. That's nice. I like yeah. that. I don't think they could do that in this anime, though. <laughs> no, they are children. Exactly. They're in high school and they could have sex with each other. That's fine as long yes. as no don't one's watching. Don't show it to me. I don't need to know about it. <laughs> uh, please move on. I am done with this. <laughs> <laughs> That's when the team manager comes in. And, like, it's so funny because, like, she's clearly, like, very beautiful. And, like, that's, like, such a big thing with her. But she's got such, like, big lesbian energy. Like, intense the entire time. I love it. And she gets in. And it's my favorite thing is that, like, Kagayama and Hinata are seeing her and, like, we're seeing this very, like, these buxom shots. But, like, they are so unreactive to her. <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're so dumb. except for Hinata a little at the end but then like obviously they open the she opens the door and Tanaka's like all over her yeah. and she ignores him and he's like I love when she ignores me I was I wrote down she looks like a less like intentionally sexual librarian version of Rize I guess I could that. see it I don't know how much we'll see about her in the clips later but she's yeah she's the team like manager because you know I'm sure you know from like high school sports, like there's always like the manager that's also another student. PJ said a funny, you guys. He said, I'm sure you know from high school sports. Nope. Uh, but like sports happened around you. I was not in high school sports, but I like had friends that were like, I'm the team manager. And I was like, well, what does that even mean? PJ, yeah. you have to remember, I didn't have any sports on my school. Like for reals. That's not that's a joke. That's why I said Casey knows. <laughs> Her fancy Orange County high no, school. No. <laughs> first of all, I wasn't allowed to do falconry because it was slightly too expensive. So I had to do archery. <laughs> And then she came to poor old ghetto Long Beach, my favorite city in America. My yeah. Same. Me love. too. I love it. Same. And she went to an arts high school with, with like eight other people. My graduating class was only 34 people because we only had 500 students in the school. Yep. She went to such a cool high school. It was cool to be gay. I can't stand Skylar. <laughs> Ugh, jealous. Jealous of so many things. So Honestly, many things. though, if you weren't bisexual, you were, like, not that popular. <laughs> they kicked you out of school <laughs> if you weren't even bisexual. <laughs> it's like the opposite of, like, Christian schools where they, like, kick you out if you're gay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh so yeah so she's a team manager she is that role and she takes it very seriously she's very good at it oh yes i love it so after that hinata and kageyama are still trying to convince daichi they're saying that they'll do a two-on-two you know to see who could be on the team I love it because Tanaka is like, how much you want to bet they're outside being like, well, if we face you on a two on two, will you let us back in? And then they literally come in in unison. They're like, if you let us face you on a two on two, will you let us back in? And Tanaka's just on the floor rolling being like, am I psychic? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And then, yeah, that 
So Daichi explains that there's two other newcomers and that they will do like a three, uh, three v three, and um, they better get good. That's when they find out that Tanaka will be their upperclassman that's on their team. Well, and he's like, well, if you win, like obviously you have to let us on the team. And he's like, well, what do I get if you lose? He's like, you get a sense of punishment. And what he does is he says that if they lose, Kageyama, like they could still join the team, but Kageyama doesn't get to be setter. And Hinata's like, wait, what about my punishment? And like, they just focus on that. And there's no punishment for Hinata. But it's so smart because Daichi knows exactly what he's doing. Because he knows that Kageyama only wants to be setter. And like, that's all his focus is on. So he's going to try his hardest. But he can see like how needy Hinata is. And he knows it's going to kill him that he didn't get like a punishment. Right. And that that's going to be just as much motivation exactly. to be good. Mm-hmm. Also, when Daichi is like, hey, um, you're going to have Tanaka be your upperclassman. Tanaka's not about it. He's like, what? Like, no, I don't want to be them. And then Daichi's like, I thought you were like, badass enough to be able to rein them in he's like whoa uh, you are correct he is such a phenomenal leader and one of the best things you can do as a leader is understand the motivations of each of your like the people under you so that you can specifically tailor your strategy to each one of them and he does this masterfully like you see him interact with three of the people beneath him in completely different ways to motivate them just as successfully each time yeah pj i completely agree they're they're still outside because they're technically not allowed to use the gym and so they're like all right we have to practice we we gotta do this tanaka is like oh what i forgot what time do we practice and they're like seven o'clock why are you being so weird he's just like haha just forgot and then that's when hinata and kageyama are like all right so we have to be here at five it's really cute and then we see them going off and they're just trying to like race each other without saying it like someone always needs to be in front do you ever have like i mean if you have like super competitive people in your life i mean the theme of this podcast today but like do you ever have people like like do you ever have someone who like when you're like walking with them and they they just start to like run ahead of you to like make it like a race maybe when i was in like middle school yeah not like like currently not currently (laughs) but like i mean i'll do that to pj now but like literally as a joke and I'll just be like, slow down. I'm tired. <laughs> Skyler's like, smoked him again. I am so great. <laughs> but yeah, like, it's that like competitive energy. <laughs> For sure. At the close of the episode, we see them like at, you know, their bright and early five o'clock, both on time. And they're like, well, how do we get in? And then Tanaka shows up and he's like, all right, guys, two hours before, you know, the rest of the team comes in. And that's just nice. Yeah. Yeah. Casey, what'd you think of episode two? It was great. Um, Like I said, what this episode really got me into what my mindset should be about this, which is like, it's a sports anime. This is, this is uh, like the corny sports movies, like just all those like um, angels in the outfield, like corny sports movies like i grew up watching and like this episode correctly i think put me in the right mindset to be like oh this is what we're doing here Uh, great i'm here you know and as someone who loves wrestling which is kind of the epitome of this on like a live action level you know Mm -hmm. it's like like this totally does speak to me awesome yeah no i totally agree with everything you're saying uh and i'm excited to see what you think once we get through uh the additional clips we're showing you but before we get there let's talk about the intro and outro of this anime so casey why don't you tell me what you thought of the intro for this anime i kind of learned like it really does 
it might sound like super obvious, but I'm just, you know, thinking about it now. Like, it really does matter more of the time period at which it's made. You know, I think that really dictates the, mm-hmm. it really does dictate the style. But I really loved, I loved the intro. I thought it was really good. But this one I really did enjoy, though. That's no, nice. I really, I actually, yeah, I really enjoy it. You know, this series, just like almost every anime series, like ch- changes the OP like every season. And it, it has some really good ones. Honestly, the one for, I think, season three or four, Skylar and I have been singing all day just because we knew we were doing this episode Uh, but no this one (laughs) but this one's really good it's like not too intense but it's like still like peppy enough uh it is called imagination and it is by spy air so tell me about that outro uh yes um the outro is fantastic as well i think i like the intro a little bit more because i felt i don't know i think the intro is a little more hard-hitting i like both both are fantastic. Um, the outro is a little more mellow, a little more like like acoustic bass. And I have like, and I think when I tell you what my predictions are for like who should sing each one, it'll make total sense. I'm excited for it. I don't have the greatest opinion of it. Like it's very like it's there. It's fine. It's cute. I enjoy listening to it, but it's definitely not my favorite. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm somewhere in the middle of those two. That outro is Tenchi Gaishi by Nico Touches the Walls. So it's time for, you know, America's second favorite podcast segment with the clunkiest name in the game. What contemporary or modern artist do you think would have done a good job singing these anime OP and outros? I'm so excited for this. Yes. So Casey, why don't you start us off with Imagination? Who do you think would have done a good job with that? For the intro, um, I selected Fallout Boy um, as my... Oh, interesting. Yeah. I think that totally makes sense. Um, I think it's like, it's modern, It's but it's got like that rock edge, but it's still like mainstream. It's like alt rock. It's Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like alt rock, um, but it's got like a mainstream appeal to it. So that's why I think I chose Fall Out Boy. I love that. I would love to hear them do this. That what would about you, be Skylar? Like similar to kind of vocally sounding, but more of the vibe and music, I chose Blink-182, specifically What's My Age Again. Interesting. I think we all went with early 2000s alt rock. Mm-hmm. What about you, PJ? Yes, PJ. I love, I love that. I love Blink-182 for this. They were on my shortlist. I ended up going with, and I do specifically mean their early 2000s work, Foo Fighters. Oh, yeah. Shut up, PJ. I literally had Foo Fighters written down. Again, I think we were all on the same wavelength with this. I love all three of the choices, though. I'd I'd gladly hear any of them do it. What about Tenchi Gaishi, the outro? For this one, I chose uh, the Lumineers. Oh, I could see that. Yeah, I think that's a great choice. Like early 2010s, alt rock, but more acoustic based rock music. Love it. Love it. Love it. Skylar? So I went a little bit further than that. Like 1989, I went with the Pixies, specifically Here Comes Your Man. Oh, I totally see that. Oh, I hear it. I I hear it. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, the more, the more I'm thinking about it, it's, that's pretty clear. I don't love my option. I'm going to put that out okay. there. But I, I hear it for sure. And I'm going to pull a Skylar here and I'm going to spe- pick a specific song. And for me, I went with Bon Jovi. And specifically, I was thinking about Have a Nice Day. Interesting. Interesting, I, interesting I choice. See, I don't. I like it. I don't love it. But No, no, no. You shouldn't. But I see what you were doing. Yeah. I think Bon Jovi is a great choice. I Like I said, I'm with Skylar. Like it. Don't love it. Yeah. With all of that, uh, we're going to take a quick break to show Casey some additional clips, give him some additional context, and we'll be back with his final thoughts and our closing segments. So you don't want to miss it. So stay tuned. 
Finding love can be hard. It can be even harder when you have no social skills and your only viable life skill is playing volleyball. Well, that's a problem of the past because Volley is here to help. Volley is the world's first dating app exclusively for overly obsessive volleyball players. Studies show one in five high school volleyball players are a technical wonderkin whose brain got rid of their social skills and empathy response in order to increase the passion and volleyball basins. Volley connects you with other players just like you at minus tempo. Let Volley be your setter to give you that perfect spike of a relationship. With our help, you'll go from a no-touch ace to an all-touch ace. Love is never off the table until the ball hits the ground. So let Volley be your libero. So give love a chance, ball, and download Volley today. Konnichiwa, my fellow weebs. PJ here, thanking you as always for listening to our podcast. I'm so excited we finally got to hike you, one of my faves and probably one of yours too. In case you missed it, yesterday we released a bonus episode outlining some changes coming to the podcast, which we highly recommend you listen to. Part of that was revealing that January is sports and gaming month, and what better anime to kick it off than one of the best in the genre. Be here for the rest of sports and gaming month by subscribing on your favorite podcatcher and keeping up with us on social media. Follow us on Facebook by searching for at Desupod. There, you can also find the official Kawaii Disappointment group where you can interact with us as well as other fans of the podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Instagram at Desupod. Follow us on TikTok at Disappointment.podcast, And subscribe to our YouTube by searching for Kawaii Disappointment. Or go to our website, kawaii-disappointment.pinecast.co for links to those socials as well as all of our episodes. Spread the word about us. And if you feel so inclined, leave a review on iTunes. It really does help. Next week, we are raising the stakes on Casey as we have him watch the over-the-top gambling anime Kakeguri as we move to the gaming side of our sports and gaming month. We hope you'll join us. Now, back to the podcast. All right, we're back and we watched some additional clips, got some additional context, saw some additional amazing sports moments. Casey, tell me what you're thinking. You know, like I said, after you, I got the end of that second episode, I was like, okay, this is where we are mentally. And then seeing the clips that came after that, um, for the playlist that was beautifully curated, it definitely lives up to kind of what I wanted out of a sports anime, you know, like, like I, I think of like myself reminiscing because like I cry at sports movies and stuff all the time. I'm, a, I'm so that person, like my, like I said, I'm obsessed with the Mighty Ducks franchise. When I see the additional characters come on, like. Like I could like I just remember myself like watching like this is such a random connection but like I remember like watching Mighty Ducks two and being like oh my god look at all these other cool characters are adding to the team and they're cool too and they do these unique things and like it expands the storylines of the of the franchise mm-hmm. and like just yeah I'm I'm all about it and like um it gave me like a lot of nostalgia watching this I think that's uh was a surprising Ooh. thing for me love it love it love it love it kind of piggybacking off of that I know that we kind of mentioned it um off mic but um there are so many characters in this anime and they do such a great job making you love each and 
every one of them. Even the players from the opposing schools, like there's no real enemies or like villains. There's just competitors. And that's something I really love. Like even like their biggest obstacles are not like these evil people. They're just like other players that have, you know, just as much heart and grit and want to win just as badly. And there's a lot of mutual respect. Obviously, a lot of it is earned as they play. Like obviously, as with most sports movies, it starts off being like, ha, you guys think you're going to win. And then by the end, they're like, wow, you guys, you guys are amazing type of thing, you know? Right. Yeah. And honestly, something I really love about this is, I mean, and mild spoilers, I guess, but like Karasuno does not always win. And like some of those losses are devastating because, you know, sometimes I get I really hate stories where like the like new dynamic comes in and they just win 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 no matter what uh All like I that one song ever do is win, win, <laughs> win, win, no win no matter what, what. what? but like that's boring you know and what i love is like there's losses and there's devastation from those losses and there's growth and it's it's so good would you say there is uh casey's favorite thing high stakes uh, you know it's pretty high stakes in general yeah it is pretty high stakes on pj's point i agree like that is further your interest and your emotional connection to this anime like i'm gonna give two different examples like you don't want to be like roman reigns in wrestling where like all the Mm -hmm. fans hated him and he was overly pushed and like he Mm -hmm. like was never gonna be liked by fans because it was just unstoppable you know but in sex in the city Carrie Bradshaw and Sex and the City. She cheats on Aiden in the third season, and you're like, I can't believe she did that or whatever. And then like she's like she has to grow and like learn from it, and like you come to be like, oh, she's imperfect. I like her. She does deserve to be with Mr. Big at the end. So Mm -hmm. you know, do you want to be? You don't want a show that's like Roman Reigns push. You want a Carrie Bradshaw love story. That's what you want, and that's what this is. I 100% agree. And again, obviously, we love the duality of Casey, but. (laughs) I mean, as a as another wrestling fan, like, you know, Roman was so pushed. but And, you know, he has all these big wins, but, like, I never cared. He, I, he never had that time as an underdog. Like, even someone like Cena, who, like, people started to feel like he was, like, this unstoppable force. Like, Cena was willing to, like, get wrecked by new talent. And he had years of, like, real losses and tra- challenges and tribulations before he got that superstar status. And they mm-hmm. tried to force that onto Reigns, and it, it was never going to work. It was never going to work. And I mean, I think what they're doing with him now gimmick-wise is really good. Like yeah. the the, chief, the tribal chief thing, super works for him. Unrelated. <laughs> he's No, yeah, he's finally a bad guy. So everyone's like, oh my gosh, he's doing something where he's not perfect. It's both he's him. He's not a Mary Sue. He's not a Mary Sue. Well said, Skylar. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we're getting to see his character. That's the key. You can't, to quote Dolly Parton, you don't, you're not going to get the rainbow if you don't put up with the rain, you know? And we need the rain. You got to show us the, uh, the flaws. The Roman rain. The Roman, the Roman rain. rain. Skylar is uh, on a roll, It all comes y'all. back together. A plus, Skylar. <laughs> uh, also, shout out to Dolly Parton. Yes, Dolly Parton me. I love it. Casey, did you end up throughout all of this with a favorite character? I think you know. I think you both know. Is it Tsukishima? It's hot blonde with the glasses. It's Tsukishima. Nice. <laughs> yes. I, what can I say? A, a traumatized hot guy, you know, we've all been there. We've all we've all been attracted to them. Also unrelated, but like, again, how I feel like there's very little like sexuality within this show. There is obviously some, but like Tsukushima in my head is the one who I read as gayest. Unrelated. That's just my head canon. Don't come at me for that, internet. Interesting. Skylar, who's your favorite? I'm pretty sure I know. Okay, so I simp so hard for Orikawa. So hard, but my favorite character is Nishinoya. Love Nishinoya. God dang, what a good boy. 
I hate it, Casey, because you didn't get to see him at all in the first two episodes. But, like, when he's first introduced, it's amazing. He's funny. He's talented. Great Libero. Perfect. Oh, so good. Best boy. And you're just a Libra loving a Libero. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> I have a similar answer to Skylar in that I have who I simp for most and who my favorite is. Uh, who I simp for most is Kuro. 100%. He is the hottest character in this Ooh, anime yes. to me. Simp so hard for him. But my favorite boy is Jaboy Tanaka. So mm-hmm. good. So funny. So Love funny. his his whole energy. I will say for the Haikyuu fans at home, I have two Haikyuu stickers on my water bottle. And one of them is the... Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah scene? Which, if you're a Haikyuu fan, you know that scene by heart. And uh, the other water, the other sticker is, well, it's, it's Noya Tanaka and Hinata just being jerks. Like, it's like they always are. Uh, for a while, I thought your favorite character was Sugawara. Sugawara is a character I relate to most. Sugawara, you know, is is 100% like my, my insert. Like, if I had to pick a character I related to most in Haikyuu, it'd be Sugawara. But Tanaka is my favorite. Okay, that makes sense. Tanaka totally makes sense as your favorite PG. I totally see that. By the way, I have a challenge for our for our listeners. In below in the comments. <laughs> oh wait, so shout out because we always shout it out in the interstitial, but shout out in the actual episode. We do have a official Facebook group, not just our page. You can always like our page, which we recommend. We have a Facebook group where you guys can talk, post, interact with us. We also have our Twitter. We also have an email, quietdisappointment at gmail.com. Like, hit us up however you want. Yeah, absolutely. Instagram, TikTok, TikTok, everything. Yeah. YouTube. Speaking of the TikTok, we've had one new follower who's been, um, who just started listening and gave us the the best wonderful compliments. We just want to do a quick shout out. It's user underscore Oikawa underscore Toru underscore one underscore. Hell yeah. That's representation from two animes we've done. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And we thank you for being a listener. And, and you're we beautiful. Love you, for it. you are super Sagoy. Mwah. Oh, yeah. Super wow. Super wow. <laughs> you know? Super, super wow. Sugawara. As I was going to say, I have a challenge for our listeners. Post on like Twitter and tweet at us. Post a haiku about haiku. That would be really cool. Ooh. Ooh. Honestly, I would love to read those in like a bonus episode or in an interstitial. I would love if PJ read the haikus about haiku to the music of Hoku. <laughs> While I did my impression of haku from a Samurai Jack. Oh my gosh. Time to bring out my burner accounts and like my Extra haiku making. thick. It's, it's my all haiku making skills. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyways, continue on. Well, with all of that, Casey, everyone's dying to know, will you keep watching this anime? Yes, definitely. I I like I said it's taking it's it's the core of my like being is like feel good, glorious moments. This is definitely an anime that's like right up my sleeve. I live for those like glorious sports moments. I cry almost all the time at anything sports, like sports movies pro wrestling stuff like i i'm all about it so this is right up my alley hell to the yeah love it love it love it obviously you heard at the top that this is one of my favorites so i'm glad i didn't have to hear you trash talk <laughs> one of my faves again <laughs> this elicits so many emotions for me and i love it don't go just yet because we have america's favorite podcast segment all right everyone it's time for is there an amv for that amv Anime music videos Is there a name for 
Is there an yeah. AMD for that? All right, Casey, you know the rules. We're, you're going to give us an artist and a song. We're going to compare it to the anime. Three points possible, one point for each section. So hit us with that artist and song. Uh, I chose a song because, like I said, I talked about how, like, I'm finally learning. I am learning. I'm growing about, like, what the AMV makers like to make. It does depend a lot on the time period. And, and like, so the time period played into this. And then also, I think a little bit of the inspiration from, like, the styles of music uh, that were used in the intro and the outro. And I thought of sports. And I, this came to me because I was watching, like, an ad for, like, the Super Bowl. That, and they used this song. And I was like, who would have thought this was, like, a sports song? Anyways, the song I chose to use for this anime is High Hopes by Panic at the Disco. Ooh. Ooh, I will be super disappointed if this doesn't exist. Absolutely. Yeah. Who would have thought NFL mixed with gradual AMV learning? Uh, Yeah, there's actually quite a few. Casey, what a phenomenal guess. I'm starting off the year right. AMV you makers, Hell we're yeah. we're reconnecting yet again. I'm on what to a, you. You know, way to start 2021 with a solid, solid three-pointer. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you, National Football League. <laughs> but that's not the only possible points. All right, you guys. Now it's time for my favorite super secret, not so secret bonus round. Is there an AMV for Haikyuu to Evanescence Bring Me to Life? The answer is yes. There's actually wow. a surprising amount. Well, you know what? There are some darker, sadder mm. moments, but I'm still a little shocked, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, that, I swear, the Evanescence question is always like, like, it's never, it's always the ones that shouldn't that have it, and then the ones that don't have it, <laughs> it should. It makes no kind of sense. This is Casey's soapbox every episode, and I support him every time. <laughs> Amy Lee, comment below. Tell me what you think. I'm interested. Come on, Amy Lee. Amy Lee, you're my immortal. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> I need, like... A shirt that just says, like, Bring Me to Life is the ultimate AMV song. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, with all of that, a solid four points in the book. A continue watching a historic episode to kick off our 2021. And it can only go up from here. But until we get to those next episodes, that's all we've got for you guys this time. We hope you guys had a good time, a fun time, a high-flying time. A crows versus cats time. A perfect day. <laughs> but with all of that, we hope the rest of your week isn't a quiet disappointment. I've been PJ. I've been Skylar. And I'll see you at practice tomorrow real early. Casey. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Segoy. Train real hard. <laughs> Hoku, I'm listening for you. <laughs>